Hi guys, Kev here again. If you'd like to send me any requests, just email me at nonstopaudiopodshow at gmail.com. Bye for now. Present Crawford Logan as Paul Temple and Gerda Stevenson as Steve in Paul Temple and the Madison Mystery, a serial by Francis Durbridge. Episode 6, Just a Red Herring. I don't think it is warm. You don't? No, no, I think it is just nice. You're hot-blooded, that's why you don't notice it. What is the matter, oh, senorita? I don't know. I'll put the window down. You look very pale. Yes, I, I'm terribly dizzy. I can't see properly. I, I, what's the matter with me? What, what is it? What, what's happening? Is there anything you would like me to do? Yes. Yes, I'd, I'd like you to, to put the window down. Harry. Yeah? She's asleep. Oh, it works all right. Yes. You know where to go? Sure, I know where to go. How long will she be out? About an hour. She's a good looker. Yes. Who is she? Her name is Temple. She picked me up on the plane coming over from Amsterdam. Is she with the yard? I don't know. Frankly, I can't make it out. What are you going to do with her? I'll decide when we get down to the cottage. Harry? Yeah? Are we being followed? No, I don't think so. You'd better make certain. I can't see anybody. Have you arranged for the launch? Yes, I phoned Elsek. What did you say? I said we'd be there by nine. Did you tell him about our little friend here? No. Good. I'm afraid we're going to be late. We should be in a hell of a mess if he doesn't wait for us. You'd better step on it. Okay. another five minutes. It's not like Alfaro to be late. Well, he's late tonight. I don't like it. I've got a feeling. I'm not interested in your feelings, Bennett. Keep some to yourself. I shouldn't be doing this. This isn't my job. I wish I was back on the newspaper. There's nothing to stop you going back. Oh, and what happens when I mention it? You know what he threatens to do? You know what happened to Kendall? Kendall had an accident. It was knocked down by a car. An accident? Do you believe it was an accident? Yes, I do. I know it was an accident because... What is it? Here they are. Are you sure it's Harry? Yes. I know the taxi. You stay here. Okay. Let's take. What is it? There's someone watching us. Look. It's only a little girl. Take no notice of her. You're late. Yeah, I know. Is Alfaro with you? I'm here. Good evening, Mr. Weiner. Or should I say, Dr. Elzek? It doesn't matter what you say. I'm tired of hanging about. Come on, let's get to the cottage. One moment. What is it? I've brought someone with me. What do you mean? Who, who is it? You'd better take a look. Good heavens. Do you know who this is? Yes. Her name is Temple. She picked me up on the plane coming over from Amsterdam. 
I don't know what the idea is, I'm sure. Why did you bring her here? Because I intend to ask Mrs. Temple one or two questions. I couldn't very well do that in the lounge of the Plaza Hotel. I don't think Madison would like that. I'm not interested in what Madison likes or dislikes. Which boat have you brought? The one with the cabin? Yes. Ah, good. Have you got anyone with you? Bennett. All right. Tell him to give Harry a hand and put the girl in the cabin. I don't want her to see me. That won't be necessary. Don't worry. Come along. Let's go down to the launch. Is everything ready for me? Yes. What is it this time? Tens or twenties? They're mostly ten dollar bills. Good. What's in this case? I understand it's new radio equipment. Madison told me to take it down to the cottage. Did he bring it on board? Yes. When? About an hour ago. I was sorry to hear about Dodre. Yes. How are you going to get the stuff back? It won't be easy without him. I'm seeing Madison tomorrow. We're discussing the whole proposition. Hello? Here's Bennett. What is it, Bennett? That woman. Yes? She's coming right. Ah. I'll go and talk to her. Whatever happens, don't let her scream. You can hear everything at this time of night. Don't worry. Where am I? Uh, where, where are you taking me? There's no need for alarm. Please, please sit down. If you don't tell me where you're taking me... Now oh. sit down, Mrs. Temple. And listen to what I'm saying. So, you know who I am, then? Didn't I tell you on the plane that I thought I'd recognized you? If you don't wish to be recognized, you know you shouldn't have your photograph in the glossy magazines. What is it you want? It's more to the point, Mrs. Temple. Is what do you want? I... I demand that you turn the boat round and take me back. You have a sense of humor. Oh, forgive me. Can I offer you a drink? A champagne cocktail, perhaps. <laughs> Where are you taking me? You'll find out. All in good time. But first, I want to have a little chat. Why did you catch that particular plane from Amsterdam? Because you wanted to get friendly with me? Yes. Why? My husband's investigating the medicine mystery, and there are certain things which we should like to know, Mr. Alfaro. What, for instance? Well, for instance, who is Mr. Madison? Go on. What else would you like to know? Why did your colleague, Munir Dordrecht, carry an English penny on a keychain? A penny with the date 1919 on it. Go on. Who murdered Eileen Green? I've never heard of anyone called Eileen Green. And there's another interesting point. Why did you arrange... Uh, for why, you little devil! <laughs> Open this door! Do you hear what I say? Open uh, this door! You raise your voice uh, again. Uh, I... Leave go of my arm! Now, please, let go of my arm. Thank you. You'll regret that, Mrs. Temple. Now, sit down and listen to what I'm saying. How did you know that I should be traveling on that particular plane? All right. I'll ask you another question. How did you know that I was mixed up in this business? Someone told my husband. Who? Don't you know? Answer me. Who told him? All right. For weeks now, the Dutch police have had their eye on you. They know you're mixed up in the counterfeit racket. They knew that Dordrecht was mixed up in it. You're lying. I'm not lying. If you're telling me the truth, why haven't they arrested me? Why didn't they arrest Dordrecht? Because the Dutch, like Scotland Yard, are not interested in small fry, Mr. Alfaro. 
I'm beginning to understand. I've been used as a decoy. They thought I would lead you to medicine. <laughs> they thought I would deliberately lead... What is it? What? What's the matter? What's happened? It's the police! They're on board! What? It's the police, Alvaro! You'd better... Oh! Harry! What's happened? Harry! Help! Paul! Help! Shut up! Shut up! Look out! Drop that gun! Oh, darling, look out! Oh, no, you don't, my friend! Oh, good man, Buster. Good Lord, I've knocked him cold. Oh, Paul. Darling, you're right. Yes. Are you sure? Yes, I'm all right. Are you sure? Yes, darling, honestly. Oh, here you are, Steve. Is she all right, Temple? Hello, Sir Graham. Yes, she's all right. Thank heavens we found you. Have you rounded them all up? Yes, but there's no sign of... Is this Alfaro? Yes. What happened to him? He bumped against my fist, sir. Oh, I see. How many of them are there? Four with Alfaro. That includes our friend, Dr. Elzek. Elzek? Was he one of them? Yes. That's interesting. What should we do, Sir Graham? I want you to stay on board and take over, Bosper. I'm leaving you Taylor and Smith. Very good, sir. Now, keep on our tail. Don't get too far away in case there's any trouble. There'll be no trouble, sir. Don't you worry. Nevertheless, keep pretty close. Sir. Come along, Temple. Let's get back to the police launch. Uh, let me give you a hand, Steve. <laughs> He's keeping pretty close, sir. Yes, I told him to. Where are we aiming for, Sergeant? I'm making for Millgate Steps. Is that all right, Sir Graham? Yes, that's all right. I've contacted Superintendent Bradley. He's meeting us there. Good. Are you feeling cold, Steve? Just a little bit. There's an overcoat over there, Temple. I'll get it. I'm sorry things turned out like this. They might have turned out much worse. How on earth did you manage to find me? Well, we followed the taxi from the plaza and then suddenly lost sight of it. Fortunately, when we got down to the river, a little girl told Vosper about the launch. She apparently saw you being carried out of the taxi. Here we are, Steve. Oh, thanks. Have you any idea where they were taking you to? I heard one of them mention a cottage. You've no idea where it is, I suppose. Not the slightest. Did you know Elsek was on board? No, but funnily enough, I thought I recognized his voice. When did Alfaro spot you, darling? On the plane. Apparently, he'd seen a photograph of me in a glossy magazine. Oh, that was bad luck. Well, I've discovered one thing, Paul. What's that? Both Alfaro and Elsek know the identity of Madison. They're not working in the dark. I sincerely hope you're right, Steve. Why do you say that? Well, we've got Elsek and we've got Alfaro. All we've got to do now is make them talk. They won't talk, Sir Graham. I wouldn't be too sure about that, darling. Steve, I'm rather curious about one point. Why did Alfaro... Oh, oh, good Lord! What is it? What happened, Paul? Be careful, Steve. Hold on. Look! There's Vosper. I don't see him. Oh, there he is, sir. Oh, yes, I can see him. Swing around, Sergeant. I don't see any of the others. It'll be a miracle if any of them survive. But there's someone else in the water. Look, over there. He's clinging to part of the wreckage. She's right. It's Smith. Are you all right, Smith? He can't hear you. I think he can, sir. Can you hold on? He's waving. I think he's all right, Paul. Our friend will be all right. He's a first-class swimmer. It doesn't look like Vosper is. I don't see any sign of Taylor. No. Here's Vosper. He's over on the stern. Give me your hand, Sir Graham, quickly. Slacken speed, Sergeant. Be careful, Paul. It's all right. Steady. I've got him. Hold on, hold on, Sir Graham. Yeah, that's it. I can manage. If you could just uh, get hold of his arm, Sir Graham. That's it. I'm all right now. What happened, Master? Well, there must have been a time bomb in the suitcase. 
Lucky for me, I was over on the other side of the launch when it went off. I, I don't know what happened to the others. <coughs> Turn the launch, Sergeant. We've got to pick up Smith. Paul? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, please, darling. Is there anything in the paper about last night? Uh, they refer to it as a mysterious explosion in which five people lost their lives. There aren't mm. any details. My word. I was lucky. You certainly were. Just how lucky, I don't suppose you'll ever know. I can guess. What do you mean? I know what a temptation it must have been for you. What are you talking about? If you'd left me on the launch and simply followed us, there's a sporting chance we should have taken you straight to their headquarters. Sporting chance, my foot. You don't think I'd take a chance like that, do you? Why, good heavens, even if the explosion hadn't have happened, it's more than likely we should have lost you on the river. Do you think Vosper was right? Do you think it was a time bomb in the suitcase? Yes, I do. What are you going to do this morning, Paul? Well, I've got an appointment with Sir Graham, ten. It's rather a pity. I was hoping to start my new novel this morning. What's it all about? The novel? Yes. It's all about a man who murders his wife because she always forgets to put sugar in his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, I'm sorry. It's all right, I'll take it. <clears throat> Hello? Is that Mr. Temple? Yes, who is that? This is Moira Portland. Oh, good morning, Miss Portland. I'm sorry, I didn't recognise your voice. Uh, Mr. Temple, I don't want to make a nuisance of myself, but... Do you think I could see you sometime? I'd rather like to talk to you. Yes, of course, Miss Portland. As a matter of fact, I'd rather like to talk to you, too. Uh, could you meet me tonight? Yes, certainly. Would you like to come to my flat? Uh, no, I should prefer to meet you at the Manila. Well, why not come to the flat? We can talk much better here than at the Manila. Uh, uh, no, if I come to the flat, I might be noticed. What do you want me to do? Bump into you accidentally? Uh, yes. I shall be there from nine o'clock onwards. All right, I'll be there about ten. Thank you. Uh, oh, Mr. Temple. Yes? I'm awfully sorry I was rude to you at the weekend, but, well, you see, I, I haven't been feeling very well recently, and I'm afraid I've been rather overdoing things. Yes, I think you have, Miss Portland. If I were you, I should take it easy. You know what I mean, don't you? Yes. I'll see you tonight. No, wait a minute. D don't ring off, please. There's something else I want to tell you. What? I didn't murder Eileen. I never thought you did, Miss Portland. No, but the police think so. At least they will think so when they find... When they find what? you tonight. All right. Oh, Miss, Mr. Temple, whatever happens, please don't change your mind about me. What do you mean? I didn't murder Eileen. Honestly, I didn't. I'm just a red herring. Hmm. Well, what an extraordinary thing to say. Was that Moira Portland? Yes. What did she say? She wants me to meet her tonight at the Manila. Yes, but what else did she say? You seemed so surprised. She said... I didn't murder Eileen in my... What is it, Charlie? Uh, there's a uh, Mr. Kelly would like to see you, sir. Mr. Kelly? Yes, all right, Charlie. Ask him in. Okay. What does Kelly want, I wonder? I don't know. Did you expect him? No. Ah, oh, hello, Kelly. Come on in. Am I interrupting your breakfast? No, we've just finished. You can take the tray, Charlie. Yes, ma'am. Will you excuse me, Mr. Kelly? Oh, I'm... don't go away, Mrs. Temple, please. I wanted to have a word with you. With me? Yes. What about? 
You said I telephoned you one night at the Manila. That's right, you did. But I didn't, Mrs. Temple. Well, if you didn't, who did? It sounded remarkably like you, Mr. Kelly. That's just the point. Who did? Temple, I've been doing quite a lot of thinking during the past few days, and I've kind of reached a decision. Do you know what I think? I think somebody's trying to make a monkey out of me. A monkey out of you, Mr. Kelly? Yes. Somebody impersonated me that night. Somebody tried to give you the impression that I was mixed up in this, what do you call it, Madison affair. Aren't you mixed up in the Madison affair? Most certainly not. And I'll tell you another thing I'm not mixed up in either. What's that? This green murder. Now, I, I don't know what your opinion is, Temple, but I have a hunch the police are trying to pin that rap on me. The police aren't trying to pin a rap on anybody, as you so elegantly put it. Well, they've asked me an awful lot of questions. They keep on asking me an awful lot of questions. Does that surprise you? Certainly it surprises me. Why pick on me, of all people? Why not pick on Hubert Green? Or Stella or Moira Portland, for that matter? You know how Eileen was murdered. She was stabbed. All right, she was stabbed. But does that mean that I stabbed her? Listen, Temple, if I wanted to commit a murder, would I use a knife? No, sir, you bet your bottom dollar I wouldn't. What would you do, Mr. Kelly? Why, I'd shoot the guy or strangle him or something. I certainly wouldn't throw suspicion onto myself by using a dagger. Are you suggesting, then, that someone is deliberately trying to throw suspicion onto you? That's exactly what I'm suggesting, Mrs. Temple. And what gets me, what really gets me, is the fact that Scotland Yard can't see through it. I'm not mixed up in this Madison mystery, not really mixed up in it. I'm just, well, I'm just a red herring. Is that why you came here this morning, Kelly, to tell us that you were just a red herring? No, no, of course it isn't. I came here because I wanted you to have a look at this brooch. Where did you find this? I came across it in the bushes, down by the lake, not so far from where you found Mrs. Green. Were you looking for it? No, uh, I went down to the lake because... Well, I wanted to see the scene of the crime. I guess you can put it down to morbid curiosity. I was probing among the bushes when I suddenly found this clip. It's been rather badly knocked about, Temple. Yes, I can see that. Have you any idea who it belongs to? Yes. As a matter of fact, I have. Well? It belongs to Moira Portland. Mr. Temple, sir. Ah, oh, come in, Temple. Thank you, Sergeant. I'm afraid I'm a little late, Sir Graham. That's all right. Green hasn't arrived yet. Is that why you wanted me here? Because you're going to question Green? Not exactly. As a matter of fact, Green made the appointment himself. I wanted to have a chat. Sit down. Thank you. Temple, we don't seem to be getting anywhere with this Green murder. I had another talk with Kelly yesterday, and he still sticks to his original story. Well, you've succeeded in rattling Mr. Kelly, if nothing else. Have you seen him? Yes, I saw him this morning. He produced this rather interesting trinket. Yeah. What is it? A clip? Yes. Apparently he found it by the lake near where Mrs. Green was found. It looks to me as if it's been trodden on. Yes. Who does it belong to? Well, according to Kelly, it belongs to Moira Portland, but personally I rather doubt it. Anyway, I'm seeing her tonight. I'll mention it. She's asked me to meet her at the Manila. To Manila? Why? I don't know why, but I've got my suspicions. Any news of Elzec or the other man, Alfaro? We picked up Alfaro shortly after you left us. There was no sign of Eltec. Was Alfaro dead? Yes. So is Sergeant Taylor. His body was picked up this morning. Oh, I'm sorry about that. He seemed a nice young fellow. Yes, he was indeed. Hmm. Do you think Eltec was lucky and escaped, or do you think it's just the fact that you haven't found him yet? I don't know. According to Vosper, he was standing about two or three yards from him when the thing exploded. 
I'm inclined to think Eltsek was thrown clear of the actual explosion. In which case, it's just a question of whether he was drowned or not. Yes. You heard what Steve said about the cottage? Yes, and I'm determined to find that place if it's the last thing I do. Well, if you do find it, you'll probably discover the whole setup, the printing press and everything. Yes, I agree. Well, we're combing every inch of the river temple. We can't do more than that. Yes, Sergeant? Mr. Green has arrived, sir. Ask him in. Yes, sir. This way, please. Ah, come in, Green. Good morning, Sir Graham. Oh, hello, Temple. I didn't expect to find you here. Uh, would you like to see Sir Graham alone? Uh, no, actually, I'm rather glad to see you, Temple. Won't you sit down, Green? Oh, thank you. Do you mind if I smoke? No, of course not. Uh, Sir Graham? Uh, no, thank you. Temple? Uh, thank you. I'll tell you why I wanted to see you, Sir Graham. Uh, light? Oh, thanks. I've been thinking about last weekend. In fact, I can't stop thinking about it. Sometimes, you know, it's difficult for me to realise that Eileen isn't... Um... Well, I'm staying in town as much as possible. I, I just can't bear the thought of going back to the house. I can understand that. What did you want to see me about? I wanted to tell you about something that happened, or rather that was said, the night before my wife was murdered. Go on. We were in the library, Stella, Eileen, Chris Boyer and myself. It was before Moira Portland and Mr and Mrs Temple joined us. I overheard a remark which Chris Boye made to my wife. Now, I didn't think anything of it at the time, but in the light of what's happened, What I... did Boye say to your wife? He said, we'll have to talk about this, Eileen. We'll try and get together. I'll meet you later tonight. Is that all he said? Yes. Have we any idea what he was referring to? Not the slightest. Was Boye a friend of your wife's, a personal friend? Oh, good heavens, no. They hardly knew one another. You're quite sure that was what you overheard? Quite sure. Did you speak to your wife about it? No. I didn't think it was important. I thought the whole thing was unimportant. In any case, it went completely out of my mind. You remember what happened, Temple. Moira came down and we had that awful scene in the library. Yes. Boye said, we'll have to talk about this, Eileen. We'll try and get together. That's right. And you haven't the slightest idea to what he was referring to? Not the slightest. Have you spoken to Boye about it? Have you asked him what he meant? Well, no, I haven't seen Boye since the weekend. Well, next time you see him, I should ask him if I were you. Yes, all right, I'll do that. I'm sorry to have bothered you, Sir Graham. I thought perhaps it might be important. It still might be important. Green, tell me. Have you seen this clip before? No. You're sure? Yes. It didn't belong to your wife, by any chance? No, I'm sure it didn't. I'm quite sure. any sign of Moira Portland? No, I don't either. Do you think she's in the cocktail bar? Possibly. Let's go and have a look. Oh, wait a minute, Paul. What is it? Isn't that Mrs. Portland over there? Yes, so it is. She spotted us. Hello, Mr. Temple. Hello. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. Good evening, Mrs. Portland. I didn't know you were a member here. I'm a very new member. I only joined a couple of days ago. Would you care to have a drink with us? Well, that's very sweet of you, but I'm in a party and I hardly feel I can break away quite so early in the evening. Well, later on, perhaps. Yes, I'd love to. Is Moira in your party? Moira? Good gracious, no. I haven't seen Moira since... Is anything the matter with my dress, Mrs. Temple? I wasn't looking at your dress, Mrs. Portland. I was looking at your clip. Oh, it's awfully nice, isn't it? Sam bought it for me in New York. Well, actually, he bought me a pair, but... 
Unfortunately, I... Lost the other one. Yes, how did you know? Is this it? Why, yes. Wherever did you find it? I didn't find it. Mr. Kelly did. Where? He found it by the lake, not very far from where Mrs. Green was murdered. How very odd. Have you any idea why you lost it? No, I'm afraid I haven't. Mr. Green was under the impression it belonged to Moira. Oh, yes, I can understand that. I lent the clips to Moira, and George must have seen her wearing them. When did you lend the clips to Miss Portland? That night, the night before the murder. Don't you remember seeing them? No, I can't say I do. Yes, I do. She wore a black dress with a sort of ruffle across the top and a clip on each shoulder. That's right, Mrs. Temple. Mrs. Portland, let's get this straight. Did you lose the clip or did Moira lose it? Well, I don't really know how it happened. You see, I lent her the clips and then she returned them to me. Actually, she put them on my dressing table when she went to bed. You remember she went up rather early that night because... Yes, I remember. The next morning, I packed the clips. At least, I think I packed them. And when I got back to town, I found there was one missing. I'm sorry to be rather hazy about it, but I'm afraid that's what happened. I see. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think perhaps I'd better go and join my friends. Goodbye, Mrs. Temple. Goodbye. We shall probably see you later. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> Paul? Yes, darling? Do you believe her story? Well, she seemed rather vague about it, didn't she? Mm. Come along, let's go into the cocktail bar. Hello there. Oh, hello, boy. <laughs> I thought it was you. I've been expecting to see you, Temple. I hear you're a member now. Yes. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. How are you, Mrs. Temple? I'm very well, thank you. Is Moira with you? No, she's not here tonight. Oh, she'll probably be along later. I doubt it. She's usually here by this time if she's coming. Temple, I'm glad I bumped into you. There's something I wanted to ask you. Yes? I saw Inspector Vosper this afternoon. He came to my flat. Oh? Well, you know, Temple, I've got a hunch that the police think I'm mixed up in this business. Which business? Why, this murder. The Green murder? Yes, of course. And whatever gave you that idea? Well, Vosper was very curious. He asked me a great many questions. Some very embarrassing ones, I'm afraid. Well, that isn't entirely unusual when a murder's being investigated. Temple, I'd like to be frank with you about this business. By all means. I know that this Green case, the murder of Chunky Brooks, the death of Mark Kendall, are all part and parcel of the same thing. The Madison mystery. Well? Well, I want you to know that I'm not mixed up in the Madison mystery, Temple. No? No. Tell me, why did you say to Mrs. Green the night before she was murdered, we'll have to talk about this, Eileen, we'll try and get together. I'll meet you later tonight. How do you know I said that? You were overheard. Well, whoever overheard me must have deliberately... Look here, Temple, if you think I'm behind all this, if you think I'm the mysterious Mr. Madison, then you've got another thing coming. It's perfectly obvious that somebody's trying to throw suspicion onto me. You know what I am, don't you? No. What are you, Mr. Boyer? I'm just a red herring. That was the sixth episode of the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Madison Mystery. With Crawford Logan as Paul Temple, and Gerda Stevenson as Steve. Others taking part were Emma Curry, Jimmy Chisholm, Richard Greenwood, Robin Lane, Michael McKenzie, Lucy Patterson, Greg Powery, Gareth Thomas, and Nick Underwood. The production for the BBC was by Patrick Rayner. Hi guys, Kev here. If you'd like to advertise on my show, please contact me by email, and that is the nonstopaudiopodshow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
and enjoy the show. Hi guys, thanks for listening to the Full Temple series. Hope you enjoyed it. And please stay around for more episodes. More to come. Bye for now.